Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Talk Radio. <clears throat> the 20th day of May 2020, we're broadcasting today from North Central West Virginia. Going to continue on today in the book of Hebrews, chapter 3. Hebrews, chapter 3. Going to talk about Jesus Christ superior to Moses, and also superior to everything and everybody. King of kings, Lord of lords. Look forward to us, go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, that which you've given us. Lord, you said, uh, walk in the lives we have the light. We thank you, Lord, that uh, we're required to, Lord, to walk by your word, much given and much required. And Lord, you said, we won't come back void, we'll do that which you sent it to do. You know, every individual is going to listen to this broadcast. You see every need in their lives. And we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you'd move. We never fail to give you honor, praise, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Okay, the writer of Hebrews, which many, like I said, forth, um, think is Paul, uh, and I kind of persuaded that way too. But in chapter 3, I'm going to talk about Jesus Christ superior to Moses, superior to all the prophets. Uh, as I said before, superior to Everything and everybody. The Bible declares that all dominion and all power has been given unto him. As I've said many, many, many times, he's coming soon to establish his kingdom upon this earth. There's a change coming. The change that that, uh, men have been trying to establish peace for years. But there'll be no peace on this earth until Jesus Christ, who is the Prince of Peace, comes back and sets up his kingdom. So let's start there in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, or the born again, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Now, you've got to look and see who he's writing this book to. Who is he addressing here? Well, Hebrews, Jewish people. They understood the office of the high priest. And they they understood the sacrificial system. At the introduction of our Lord and Savior, when John said, Behold the Lamb of God, they understood the Lamb. When he said Lamb, then immediately their minds went back to Egypt and the Passover, uh, that they was taught down through the years, that this is the day of new beginnings for you, as God told Moses. He said things will be different after the blood is shed and applied to the doorstop. So, Jesus Christ, the author and finish of our faith, but who is our high priest, our lamb, and our mediator. 
as I said before, the theme of this book is better than. Better than. Better than what? Better than law. Better than the old sacrificial system. Better than what used to be. Better than the isms and sins of men. Better than religion. Better than anything. Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. He came to this earth, fulfilled his mission, came to die. He did. Came to to raise from the dead. He did on the third day. Sitting by the Father's right hand right now, making intercession for me and for you. And the angel of the Lord said, This same Jesus in which you see ascending in like manner will descend. Are you looking for him? The Word of God says we must love his appearing. John said at the end of Revelation, Even come quickly, Lord Jesus. Why would he say that? Well, he's just been showed. The Spirit of God showed him what the end days, what the end times is going to be like, what the tribulation period was going to be like. See, when God shakes everything, that can be shaken. As I said a lot of times, this world as we know will not be destroyed, but it will certainly be renewed by the regeneration of the Holy Ghost and by the judgment of an almighty God as he poured out his wrath upon a people that rejected him. It's a dangerous thing to reject the gospel. It's a dangerous thing. If the Spirit of God is dealing with you, it's a dangerous thing to reject and push away that calling or that unctioning of the Holy Spirit. So he says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, which is only through Christ, and Paul wrote in what book? Ephesians. Behold, he sets us in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, heirs and joint heirs. So we sit by the right hand of God with him. And the Bible says we're all kingdom of kings and priests. And we are all the children of Abraham. We are grafted in. The Gentiles are grafted in to the promise of God through the branch, capital B-R-A-N-C-H, the branch, which is Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that he is the vine also, and we are the branches in other words, we get our substance from him, our life from him, our hope from him, our unction from him, our energy from him, our life comes from him. Paul wrote that it's not me that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. That when I fall short, he makes up the gap. In him is life, zoe. God kind of life, and he gives this life to whosoever will. Behold, he said, I come and I give you abundant life. For out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our what profession, which is Christ Jesus. First Timothy 2.5. For there's one God. How many? One God. We're not polytheistic. We are monotheistic. And one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Our sacrifice. Our advocate. Our intercessor. The one that's touched with our infirmities. Verse 2. 
who was faithful to him that appointed him. So who, who appointed Christ? Well, who's the only begotten son of God? Jesus Christ. He's appointed by God. And the Bible says from the foundation of the world, he was crucified. As also Moses was faithful in all his house. So we have a comparison here between Christ and Moses. Moses certainly was a type. There was never a man that had more communion with God than Moses. He talked to God. He went to the mountain and talked to him. He was he was the mediator between who the children of Israel and God Almighty. When there was a problem, God talked to Moses. Moses would go to the people. Moses is the one that picked up the law twice, etched by the finger of God, to present it to the people. So he was a type, certainly, of Christ. But Christ was better. We'll talk about that. Who was faithful to him that appointed him. The Bible says in Numbers 12, 12, 7, My servant Moses is not so who is faithful in all mine house. He knew his heart, his faithfulness. In the book of what? Deuteronomy eighteen fifteen, The Lord thy God, Moses speaking, will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him shall you hearken. We're talking about better. Something better than Moses. And Moses was a great man, a godly man, called of God, set aside, done what he needed to do for God, had his faults. But he's saying here, he says, God will raise up a prophet from the midst of thee. In other words, from the Jewish people of the tribe of Judah of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him ye shall hearken. That same chapter, verse 18, I will raise up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, this is God speaking, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And he did. He was constantly making reference back to God the Father, doing his will, listening to him, the great prayer in John 17, read and study that. How he spoke to the Father. He said, those that I, you have given me, I've kept. So, once again, this book is pointing towards Jesus Christ, towards him crucified in his office as mediator, in his office as high priest, his office as savior, his office of prophet. He's all in all. Everything is in him. The song says he's everything to me. More than a story, more than words written on the page of history. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's my Savior and your Savior. He shed his blood for me and for you from every human being that was ever born. Verse 3. For this man, who is, which we'll talk about Christ, was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath built the house hath more honor than the house. 
So Moses, the great lawgiver, God gave him the law. He gave the law to the people. And the law was a covenant. God told the people, you got to keep the law. You break one, you've broken them all. Which, how many times did they break it? A lot, all the time. So he was the, he was the mediator of the old law, the law of Moses. He presented it to the people. But Christ, through Christ's death, me and you and his resurrection, me and you live in a greater covenant than that which is established out Mount Sinai. Once again, better. Once again, we cannot keep the law. No man ever has, except for Jesus Christ. He, not even Moses kept it per, per se. So greater, better. You build a house, have more honor than what the house. Zechariah 6, verse, verse 12. I speak unto them, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch. Remember, I used that term a while ago. And if you look in your Bible, it's all capitals, all uppercase. He shall grow up out of, this, out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord, all capitals, Jehovah. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord. He shall bear the glory, shall sit and rule upon his throne. He shall be a priest upon his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. Hmm. Who's he talking about? Who's Zechariah talking about? Jesus Christ. Better than the law. The Spirit of God gave the name to this what? to this prophet, and called Jesus Christ the branch. He shall build the temple of the Lord, Jehovah, the plan of God. He shall build the temple of the Lord. He shall bear the glory, receive all the glory, and shall sit and rule upon his throne. Okay? This is, of course, future, as far as this earth goes, where the throne of God, the throne of Jesus Christ, will be right in the nucleus of the world, the apple of God's eye, Jerusalem, Ariel, city of David. And there Jesus Christ will rule and reign. First for 1,000 years, then he deals with Satan once again, and then for all eternity. And those that have accepted him, <clears throat> according to this Bible, and I'm a Bible believer, I don't believe it was written by man. I believe it was inspired. Man wrote it under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And there, everyone that accepts him, down through the ages, even those in the Old Testament, will be with him forever and ever and ever and ever. Think about this today. Verse 4. For every house is builded by some man. But he that builds all things is God. 
He who builds all things is God. All things were made by him and for him. Talk about Jesus Christ as the creator. One plants, one waters, but God brings the increase. For every house is built by some man, but he built all things. Ephesians 3, 9. And to make all men see, that is the fellowship of, of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world have been hid in God, who created all things, how? By Jesus Christ. By him and for. Everything you see in the world today belongs to God through Jesus Christ. We're talking about the house of Christ. The kingdom of Christ. Not here yet, by the way. Not here yet. The Bible declares that Satan is the god of this world for a period. A pseudo-god. A temporary god. Little g. But there's coming an overthrow. For the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violence will take it by force. We'll talk about spiritual violence. The overthrow of Satan, who usurped this earth, per se, by the fall of Adam and Eve. Revelation chapter 5 begins to speak of the point in time when Jesus Christ will take back the title deed to this earth. And he will rule and reign. And the Bible says we will rule and reign with him. In in a in a what capacity? But it's not here yet. Okay? It's not here yet. I don't believe in the in in, in the doctrine that we're going to make everything right and then, and then we're going to give the kingdom to him. I believe it's going to take the judgment of God to make all things right. Never can man create his own peace, his own what utopia, Shangri-La, whatever you want to call it. See, that's what's going on in the world today. Men trying to establish their own kingdom. But the Bible says the kingdoms of this world, every, everything that's even poised against God, the kings of this world shall become the kingdoms or the kingdom of God and his, what, Christ or his anointed one. Verse 5, And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant, for a testimony of those things which are be spoken afterward. Or Moses was a type, a type of Christ. A type of Christ. But Moses was human, and so was Jesus. But Moses was not deity, but Jesus was. <clears throat> so he was very, verily was faithful in his own house. So here we have the writer of this book makes a comparison between Moses and Jesus. And and it says here that Moses was faithful as a servant, or a bond servant, a doulos. But Christ was more faithful because he was a son. He was a son of God. Not that Moses wasn't, but this is the begotten son of God. The second person of the Godhead, the second person of the Trinity, which shows up in verse 1 of Genesis, in the beginning God, Elohim, the plurality of the Godhead. In 1 Corinthians 
Know you not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. So under the new dispensation, under the uh, uh, the the times of this age, the age of grace, the age of mercy, the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of a man, woman, boy, or girl. We are the temple of the Lord. That's why the Bible says, give yourself as a living sacrifice, holding self before God, which is your reasonable service. For testimony of those things which, which, which were to be spoken of. In other words, a type. Old Testament concealed, New Testament revealed. For six, but Christ as a son, okay, Christ as a son, a son of God. We weren't born sons of God. Me and you were born sons of Adam. The regeneration of receiving Christ makes us the sons of God. If we believe this gospel, then, then it's power to become the sons of God. When I say sons, I'm talking about all humanity. But Christ has a son over his own house, whose house are we. If we hold fast the confidence, listen, and the rejoicing of the whole firm until the end. Now that Pauline like there. <laughs> but Christ as a son over his own house. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 2. Have in these last days, spoken unto us by his Son, whom if appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. There you see that point of dominion, of power, not fully exercised yet, but soon will be. Everything that can be shaken will shaken. But in these, in these he calls them last days. Under this age, remember it said the sundry times, back in the Old Testament, he spoke through the prophets, but now he speaks through his son, Jesus Christ, who is the heir of all things, and by whom also he made the worlds. And the Bible says that we are of that house, if we know Jesus Christ, we are of that kingdom that is to come. The restrainer, the Bible teaches, the restrainer is the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit moves through the church. So the voice of reason should be coming out of the house of God. The voice of God should be booming from the house of God through the word of God. Because he speaks through his son, and his son is the Logos, John 1 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Who's the Word? Logos, Jesus Christ. So we are of that house. The Bible says we are of the body of Christ. On this rock I shall. Build my church, Jesus said, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. On this rock, bedrocks, large foundational stone, which by the Bible declares he's the chief cornerstone. Purchase the church 
with his own blood. Not the, not the many stalls that men have invented down through the years, but the church, the body of Christ. Those that have truly accepted Jesus Christ. Those that lift him up above their own traditions and doctrines. Okay? If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Whose house we are. I'm going to read that scripture again. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Know you not, you're the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. The birth of the New Testament church in Acts chapter 2, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And the New Testament church was off and running. And it's still the New Testament church, even today. Say that we're not to work the acts of the apostles the way that they did, as, as written in the book of Acts. But Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I by no means believe that miracles and signs and wonders went out with the apostles. I don't believe that. I believe they're as much as for today as they were in Acts 2. I believe the infilling of the Holy Spirit is as much today as it was in Acts chapter 2. Yes, I believe in speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. But there again, Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all, but if I have not love or charity, it's all but a twinkling symbol. So we look to the gift giver better than the gifts. We need to look unto him, the author and the finisher of our faith. The Bible declares that the gifts, the nine spiritual gifts, which, by the way, should come from the fruit, is set in the house of God that they may edify the body of Christ. Never to uplift a man, a church, or organization, but to uplift the body of Christ and to point towards Jesus Christ. Well, the Bible says every one of those gifts was given by one spirit, and that's the spirit of Almighty God. That's why they're called the gifts of the spirits. No, spirit. Spirit. And I believe they are for today. So Jesus Christ better than Moses. Moses said, there's coming one better. There's coming one who... Who, uh, the Spirit of God will put put the word of God in his mouth. He shall speak it. This is what he did when he came to earth. Pointed to the Father. Pointed to himself as the Son. Pointed to him as the Messiah. Some received, most rejected. A lot of people are receiving today, but a lot of people are rejecting. I'm going to make a statement. You cannot die without Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says if you do, then you certainly will be faced with the second death. And a second death is separation from God eternally. And the Bible says having a place in hell was weeping and wailing and gnashing teeth. I didn't write the book. Well, the Bible says there's everlasting torment. You don't hear that a lot anymore. I did. I, <laughs> that's what I heard when I was... Praise God, being raised on the farm, so to speak. When preachers preached hell and preached it hot. 
Well, that scares people. Well, I believe we need a holy reverence of God. You can't ignore. You can't just shove aside Christ. If he, if he's before you today, you've got to do something about him. Either accept him or you reject him. You either believe he is the Savior or you can group him in with a bunch of other gods, which is being pushed today. Can we all just get along? Inclusion? No. I'd like to get along, but the fact remains is that he's superior and better and greater than any other religion on the face of this earth. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And nothing you do or I do is going to change that. We can, people can establish all their isms and schisms that they want to, but if Jesus Christ is not the nucleus of it, he's not the center of it, he's not the pulse of it, then you've just got a gathering, and you're certainly not a part of the church. He must be lifted up that all men might be drawn unto him. And if there's ever an hour today that people need to receive Christ, it's now. And the Bible declares that we need to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. I want to go there real quick and just read that in the book of Romans. Romans 10, 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, that thou shalt be saved. Born again, as Jesus told who Nicodemus. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, not man, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, so this is a universal call. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him, that call upon him. In other words, the ball's in your court, so to speak. It's your play. He's been presented. What are you going to do about him? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Or somebody explaining and exclaiming and heralding the word of God. That's who we're talking about this morning is Jesus Christ. Better than Moses, better than the prophets, better than angels, better than me and you, better than any system of men. Jesus Christ, better, superior, and coming soon. The song we used to sing as a kid, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands, and that's a fact. You say, well, I don't see that. No. No. This is a season. This is a time. In the last days shall be peerless times, fierce times, hard times, times when men will scratch their head, when men's hearts will fail them. And like I said, last time I believe that that the heart of a man is also the physical pump, but 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 
when people see things come to pass, it kills the spirit within them. That's why we must have the spirit of God within us to regenerate us in these days. In times like these, you need a Savior. In times like these, you need an anchor. And that anchor holds and grips that solid rock. And that solid rock is Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, as it went forth today, we know it won't come back. Boy, we do that what you sent it to do. I ask you to save souls as they call on your name today. Heal by your stripes. Touch minds that he was chastised for our peace. He was bruised for our iniquities. And you said the chastisement of our peace was upon you. Lord, we're looking at a finished work. Everything's complete. When you bowed your head and said it's finished, the plan of redemption was taken care of at the cross. On the third day, you come out of the grave, victorious over death, hell on the grave, and rose to sit by the Father's right hand. And I believe you're coming back very soon. And we're looking for you, Lord. We're going to occupy until you come and do the best we can. We need your strength. We need your power. We need you, Lord, to order our footsteps. And, Lord, you said draw nine to you, and you'll draw nine to us. Help us today, Lord, to lay aside every weight of sin that should easily beset us, to become a living sacrifice, which you've called us to be. And we thank you today that you love us. In a world that's growing darker, by the day, we thank you that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and the light. And you're the light of men, that they will receive it. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Till next time, God bless. Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want He maketh me to lie down in green pastures He leadeth me beside 